Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing. And anything you need printed, that's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. All right. Ready? Yep. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is episode number 84 with uh, Matt. Ah, that's the one question I always forget to ask. How do you pronounce your last name? It's Matt McQuiston. McQuiston. McQuiston, yes. I think I would have gotten it close. Closer than I've gotten some people's names on here. i like, Matt yeah. McQuiston. You got it. That's cool. Where does that come from? It's an Irish name. Um, that makes sense. I'm very actually small, like very little part Irish, but I'm actually I more feel Scottish. like you're full Irish with that beard. When because the red hair, yeah. and then the name, that's a gorgeous that's about red it. beard. Thank you. And biceps, two key features you need Keep to know going. about him. Keep going. Yeah. So you are a mobile personal trainer with Klug Fitness. Uh, you're also a Lululemon ambassador. Yes. Yeah. Are you currently wearing Lululemon right now? I am. I have Lululemon shorts on right now. That's so hot. All right. And then um, Amateur Strongman, which I was giving you a hard time about still having that amateur on there. I feel like you've been in the game long enough. Um, But I guess that's like where you compete in, right? Like more than anything? Right. You have to earn your pro card, and I have not done that yet. I mean, can't you just take amateur off? Can't you just say strongman? You don't say pro strongman, do you? I mean, I could, but I don't know. I just feel like until I can, you're not emotionally ready for that. Until I can earn that pro label, I feel like I have to have the amateur. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I mean, you're a beautiful, strong man. You do what you want. Thank you. Um, so you're a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Correct. Okay. All right. So you, um, one of the things that is cool is that you have a really cool Instagram thing that's not just necessarily all about you. You, you showcase a lot of the people you work with and about yeah. their triumphs and. Um, the things that they're doing and learning and accomplishing, which is really cool. Um, but also the things that you post about yourself is pretty cool too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, just so you know. Um, but I've I've been trying to have you on for uh, years now. I'm just trying this is like years too. But uh, but for a while, um, I was excited mm-hmm. because you do do a unique thing in Nashville. I, I remember hearing about it when it started with the Klug Fitness. Um, with the with the mobile personal training, which we'll get into later, um, and so that fired an interest in just like how in the world does that work? You know, how do you find clients? Um, do you always have to, you know all the questions? And so we'll get into that later. Um, but then um, we got connected through uh, the strongman universe. Um, Blake got us, I guess, connected in that way. Um, he talked me into to doing some things, um, which I'm not. Good. I, I I would have the amateur on there. It's like you know my pro scaled CrossFit athlete, you know, kind of thing. Um, I would definitely have it on there because um, I PR at every competition. I'm not ready for any of them that right. I show up to. <laughs> but they are super fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, but what? Tell me about you. Like, where in the world, you know, did you come from with your Irish Scottish heritage and? Being birthed from a leprechaun <laughs> underneath a rainbow. Viking, I don't actually, know. Oh, Viking. Viking. No, I, uh, I'm from Minnesota. Okay. Um, I grew up with... <laughs> you was a Viking. Yeah, grew up in the snow. Um, grew up with two sisters playing playing sports our whole life. Like, we... My, my parents didn't make us uh, sign up for anything. We just were always constantly in 
track and field, football, rec league, basketball. We were always doing something. Were you like all season players? Like whatever season it was in, that's what you played? Yeah. Yeah. And even in the summertime when school was out, we were either doing the strength training program or like my sisters did like summer league volleyball, things like that. So there's Mm -hmm. literally never times that we weren't in some kind of athletics. Yeah. So it was in you from an early age. And what did you like? Was there a point where you had to kind of decide and and kind of specialize at all? Or were you just that was just the way it was through college? I suppose after high school, I was a good wrestler and a good football player. Okay. And I knew I could do either of those in college. Mm -hmm. um, And I, I decided to go with football. And then I went out. For, I, I had to. I didn't get any scholarship offers. Mm-hmm. I had offers from D three schools that can't offer scholarship, but they oh, say come yeah. play for us. And then I had. I had talked to some D two schools that said come walk on. Basically, mm-hmm. like we want you to play for us, but not on scholarship. So I ended up walking on at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Okay. Um, I what was that other word you said? Mankato. 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 Yep. Oh, that sounds like a name Small for somebody town. that's in the movies. <laughs> I don't even know. Alexa just decided <laughs> to jump into that. Well, I don't know what she can um, add. Yeah. Just for your shopping list. Anything else? That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what guess, just happened guess there. Guest speaker on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, AI at its finest. Yeah, so, <laughs> so what? tell me again. I got lost so University there. of Minnesota, Mankato. Mankato. Yeah. Or I'm, I even said it wrong. Minnesota State University. Yes. Mankato. Mankato. Mankato is the, the name of the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Southern mm-hmm. Southern Minnesota, small town, D2 school. Yeah. Yep. And so you walked on, and, ju- and that's when you started just playing football. Yep. Just played football. I was not good um, my freshman year. I was... Is that right? I redshirted, meaning I, you don't play at all. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of a like a, a year that doesn't count. So you can only play for four years plus okay. a redshirt year. So most a lot of freshmen will take their redshirt year right mm-hmm. away and then play for four more years. I didn't think I was going to play ever. Um, the guys were way bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I did not think I was on their level. Mm. But I, I, I didn't want to quit because I wanted that. Like I wanted to stick with the weight program and I wanted to have the team and the um, – you know, all the, th- all the other things that come along with it. Like, if I would have never played a down in college football, I would have been happy. Really? Just because I knew that I liked being on the team. I liked everything that went around playing, even if I didn't play. And when I, on my first year, I never thought I was going to play. I had coaches tell me, you're going to have to work twice as hard as anybody else just to be on, like, a special teams player. Now, why why is that why you thought that you- – you weren't on their level because you were told that or because physically you could see that? Or is this a mental battle that you were going through? A couple of different reasons. I was a safety when I walked on. Mm-hmm. So I was slower than everyone else at the position. I was uh, not as coordinated, not like not a good runner, not a fluid mover, not okay. a good, not a fluid yeah. runner, not a fluid athlete. Um, and I, you know, I, I was pretty strong and I was, decently fast but I just wasn't at the level of even the other freshmen that were along with me so Mm -hmm. I I really didn't think I was like I want to stick with this but I probably I might be a special teams player when I'm a junior senior maybe um and then I ended up moving from safety to linebacker a coach came up to me one day said how would you feel about playing linebacker I said let's do it so (laughs) at that point the biggest thing was just trying to gain some weight because I was weighing probably 190 195 okay um, so then I moved to linebacker and that's when everything started to click and I fit in a lot better and I had some good, uh, practices and good, um, you know, it was just a more comfortable position for me. Mm-hmm. And then my sophomore year, so my second year or my red shirt freshman year, uh, meaning my first eligible, my first year mm-hmm. where I'm eligible to play, right. a guy in front of me got hurt. I ended up playing, uh, starting like eight games that year hmm. and then I never missed a start after that so I, I started oh, wow. three and a half season, seasons out of the four eligible so I ended yeah. up having a really good career um really happy that I stuck with it and kind of uh, made that position switch but yeah yeah because otherwise you know most people get so hot about you know not getting playing time or not feeling like mm-hmm. they're up to the challenge and just you know call it quits and deuces I'm out yeah but you know Persistence pays off, right? Definitely. Definitely. 
or uh, hard work pays off. That's a big thing that goes around now. Someone, someone who is good at fitness says that a lot, I think. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, so after college, you uh, after your football career, did you go on to play semi-pro or anything? No. I, okay. I actually I had talked to a couple NFL teams. Really? A um, couple of scouts. I didn't. I didn't have the right guidance. I didn't have someone telling me, here's what you need to do. You need to hire this agent and get this uh, t- film and this. So I didn't really know what steps to take. Yeah. But really, my heart wasn't in it. I didn't. Yeah. I was happy with my football career being over. I, you know, I enjoyed my time. I had a great college career, and I was ready to move on and like start working or getting into a career or you know, whatever else was next I was ready mm. for. I really didn't have... Um, the heart or the passion to keep playing football. So I had talked to a few teams and nothing panned out and I I don't ever think twice about it. I'm happy about where I am and where that path took me. Sure. Um, But no, uh, yeah, no football after college. I was done. So what did you go to school for? Exercise science. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was excited to get into that field. I was excited to um, start doing something with that degree. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to you know, work my ass off and struggle to maybe get into a camp with a football, with an NFL team and maybe, you know, make a, um, a small, like non-guaranteed practice team type of like, yeah, you know, the, the amount of work that it would have taken to get to just the bottom level Mm -hmm. for me wasn't worth it when I had other aspirations of what I wanted to do at the time. All right. Yeah. So what'd you do? You, you stopped football and then what, what happened? So then I, uh, <laughs> I I gave up on any NFL dreams to work as a personal trainer at the YMCA. Yeah, um, which was not a great decision at the time. Basically, a lateral move. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I I spent a lot of time in our college weight room. I did my internship in there, where I was leading workouts for football, hockey, baseball, soccer. Pretty much every team that came through, I was working in the weight room with them. When my internship was up. Uh, and I was graduated. I was all done. I stayed there for about another year just volunteering. I okay. just worked down in the weight room because I had nothing else going on. I worked a part-time job at the YMCA. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't making any money, but also I, wasn't, uh, I didn't have a lot of obligations. So most of sure. my time was down in the weight room, learning from my strength coaches, learning from the other staff around me, and then uh, implementing that with the college teams. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get a lot of what I do now. I've learned so much more from doing that than I ever did from a textbook or a certification or even a class in college. I learned everything sure. that I use now from other strength coaches in that D1, D2 college uh, weight room setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I bet. That's really cool. And so how long were you there? So I stayed there for a while. Um, I did that for almost a year after I graduated. And then I, I was only working at the YMCA as a part-time personal trainer. I wasn't making any money. Mm-hmm. Um, do it for the free membership basically the yeah sauna. basically yeah and I, I was just i was counting down the days until my uh you know after you graduate your student you don't start paying back student loans for like six months <laughs> yeah. or 12 whatever it was yeah. and i knew as soon as that kicked in i was like i'm gonna have to do something different because yeah. i'm not making enough money so i actually ended up taking a job in a factory mm-hmm. not training related at all um what kind of factory it was a cambria plant we made quartz countertops Oh. So really high end, really nice, big slabs of quartz countertops, mm-hmm. and uh, I was making really good money. It was probably the best money I've ever made in my life. Working forty to fifty five hours a week, twelve mm-hmm. hour shifts, overnights. It was it was horrible. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Paychecks were amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I hated. You know, I had like a forty five minute drive to work. I'd work at twelve. I'd work five p.m. to five a.m. Forty five minute drive home. I'd go right to sleep, wake up, work out, go right back to work. Goodness. That was every day. Yeah. And I, I never understood that phrase, like working for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Until I started working there. And uh-huh. then it was, all, I just had to get through Monday through Friday. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then on the weekends, all I wanted to do was drink. Yeah. So like I, I, saw, I saw that life that a lot of people live where they hate their Monday through Friday. They, mm-hmm. don't, they don't enjoy it. Yep. They're, they, maybe they're making a lot of money, but inside they don't like what they're doing. They're working for the weekend, and they get to the weekend, and they go to the bar and spend, yep. you know, all their their big paychecks yep. on booze and things <laughs> yeah. to to mask the the uh, you know disdain that they have the for pain what they of do. the reality of their life. Yeah, and so I yeah. did th- I did that for about eight months, 
Yeah. And I was actually at like 10 or 12 months, I was due for like a big, like a promotion. They were going to make me a, um, a line manager, which okay. I would have been in charge of the, the assembly line, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I quit right before it because I was such a, I was in such a bad headspace and a bad, uh, I knew that I knew I didn't want to, I knew if I stayed and I got that promotion, yeah, then that would be like my job. Uh huh. Because then my paycheck would be even bigger. I'd buy a house closer. I would like I would set up shop. Yeah. For life. Yeah. Or for the near future. And I knew I didn't want to do You'd be that. Be signed up for a career then instead of just a job. Yep. Yeah. But what had happened was uh, one of my the first strength coaches I had when I got to my college, um, still a good friend of mine, Jamie. He had called me up and he said, "Hey man, I'm. Uh, you know anyone in the in the." you know, in your, in your weight room, that's looking for a job. I need to hire a, a new trainer down here in uh, St. Paul hmm. or up here in St. Paul, I guess. And I said, yeah, me. <laughs> um, so he was calling for a reference to someone. I said, dude, yeah. let me do it. I'm, I don't care what the hours are. I don't care what the pay is. Let me, uh, let me come. Just get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I literally put in my two weeks that day that I talked to him on the phone. Mm-hmm. I went, I went to my manager the next or later that day. And I said, Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be out. Um, so then I moved back home with my folks for a little while, um, living with my mom, my stepdad, my sister, her husband, and their two kids all in one house. Mm. And so that was chaotic. Sounds awesome. But at least I was doing something that I enjoyed again. I was back working with athletes. I was running, um, you know, strength conditioning for hockey teams and Mm -hmm. their, you know, high, uh, high school um, and under, so worked with little kids, worked with high school kids, kind of that range, mm-hmm. but I loved it. Um, the paychecks weren't great again, <laughs> but I was just so happy to be back, like working with athletes, work, being around the strength and conditioning community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with people that I enjoyed and I could learn from that the home thing with the hectic, with the kids and the family and, you know, being 24 or five, whatever I was at the time. And still living at home, that was trumped by how much I enjoyed work. I'd go, I'd go and hang out at the gym uh, longer than I'd have to. I, I would be in there early working out. I'd stay late. I, I you know, I wanted to be at work. It yeah. didn't feel like yeah. work, right? And so that's kind of what I've always strived for: is to find, you know, make a life for yourself that does not feel like work. Mm-hmm. And then you, you don't work <laughs> if you right. like what you're doing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like work. That's good. So, how long were you there? So now I was there coaching for the little kids and I was, kids. I, I did that for about a year. Okay. Um, and then I just started looking, I was just kind of looking around the cities, the twin cities, St. Paul, Minneapolis for more of like a full-time position. Yeah. Cause I was still just doing part-time. So I was, oh, okay. some, some weeks I'd work 40 hours, some weeks I'd work four hours. Oh, it was just really yeah. inconsistent. So I, you know, I, I said, Let's try and find something that's a little bit more stable. So, like, growing up in that environment, are, are you ever like, I, I want to be somewhere warm and no. nice? No. no. I'm, I'm miserable never, right now. It's I never a like, thought? Yeah. No. Really? I'm, I don't like I find that shocking. I, I'll take, like, 15 degrees over 95 any, any day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about I'm that always, extreme, I, I, I run hot. I'm always hot anyway. Yeah, you do. Anyways, but what a... Now, what... <laughs> It's true though. I'm sweating right now. Like I, <laughs> so, I mean, like people here are even like I can't wait to go to the beach, and I'm like it's hot there, like, and it's hot he- here, and we could stay here, and still be hot. Yeah, but, like I, people I, up north aren't like, man, I want to get to the sun. I'd rather stay in the air conditioning. <laughs> That's, that's so serious. I'll go outside in October. <laughs> it's like I slapped yeah. your kid or something. Yeah, like I that just, look on your face, just like I can't believe you'd even ask me that. Uh, I just, I don't know. It, J- June, July, August are pretty tough. And with working outside, yeah, it's terrible. You know, when I get when I get time off, I'm gonna be this in week little air is gonna be terrible. Yeah, you you might have people die this I week. Might, I might. Yeah, yeah you it'll might be die. me. It'll yeah. be me. Yeah, that's great. Do you have? Does the van? Side note: Does does the van have air conditioning? Oh yeah. So y'all can just work out in the van. In the van, a lot of crunches. <laughs> yeah, it's about all you have. A lot room of hunched for. over squats. You'll be fine. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Just crank that AC. We're gonna work out indoors today. Yeah. We gotta get everything out first, though. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. All right. So you're up there. You're looking for tra- t- around the twin. What are the twin cities? I don't even know what that is. Twin what does that cities. even mean? I mean, I grew up here. I don't. I don't know anything about the St. North. Paul, Minneapolis. 
Oh. They mirror, they mirror each other. Oh. So they call them the Twin Cities. Oh. Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that makes sense. Twin Cities. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Go figure. So I was looking for something in the area, and I couldn't find anything until I found, and I kind of broadened my, my search for like the entire Midwest, something within like a driving distance, and I found pretty pretty nice job down in Iowa, um, small town called Marshalltown, Iowa, a little okay. like suburb of Des Moines. And uh, it was the greatest training job I've ever seen on paper. Like, great salary, commission, yeah. full benefits. I like that on every, paper. Everything yeah, that. that a training job never has. Guarantee, okay. Guaranteed hours, guaranteed salary. You know, most training jobs are 100% commission, 100% like you make your own hours, all that. So this had a lot of nice, like, mm. guarantees. I said, I'm going to move down to Iowa. And I took that job, and it really was a good job. And I, you know, I thank, I still talk to the guy who hired me, and uh, I thank him all the time for giving me that opportunity. But Iowa is such a small town; I didn't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. It, it's such a low ceiling for growth. Yeah. Um, okay. But I stayed there for almost three years, and I really, I really did like it. But I knew I had to move on and move up, uh-huh. so to speak. I had to go somewhere that had a little bit higher uh ceiling so that was the first kind of i mean real uh kind of employment that you had for a time like that that, was my first salaried job my first like you know real non-part-time training job yeah and it was it was nice because i had my own it it was in a a physical therapy clinic oh and i was the only trainer Mm -hmm. so i got to do everything on my own i got to get my own clients, make my own programs. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to answer to anybody. I didn't have to um, follow anyone's schedule, anything like that. It was just oh, yeah. me doing whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I just didn't love Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa's great, but if you're not from there, you're probably not going to love it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know too many people that are like, you know where I want to move? Right. Iowa. But if you ever meet anyone that's from Iowa, totally different. They're they're gonna want to move back there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But like Nashville, people I grew up with here always wanted to leave. Which I never understood. I was like, why would you want to leave? Like this I don't understand. What's better than here? I don't know. Right. I don't know. But people have. Now everyone wants to move here. Yeah. Now yeah, now literally yep. everyone does, yes. All hundred people a day. Right. Yeah, so Iowa, okay, we still haven't got you to Nashville. So We're getting there. I know I'm, I'm just world? going on Where, and on did here. Did you go out to California then for a while? No, nope. like, so... Like most people do that. So Kevin, uh, who's my business partner now, guy that I played college football with, we were good friends in oh, college. Okay. Uh, we were roommates for a year or two at the end of our college and you're careers. Still friends? Um, we had stayed in touch throughout this whole, from graduating until I was in Iowa. We always stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. We'd... we'd um, We'd get together once in a while um, up in up in the city, St. Paul, where I'm from. Um, his brother, Carl, got drafted by the Titans. Mm-hmm. When that happened, Kevin moved down here immediately because they're twin brothers. He wanted to stay close to his, uh, Carl, his brother. Yeah, it's easier to communicate so, with proximity telepathically. Right, like and that's what they do. do. That's what they do, I yeah. think. Um, so Kevin moved to, to Tennessee when Carl got drafted. And I think he was working at a couple of gyms around town. He, I know he was a, a bouncer at a few bars, just kind of doing part-time things. Yeah, um, sure. Why not? But then when he started Klug Fitness, he started calling me literally every day, mm-hmm. at least, maybe two, three, four times a day, he would call me and say, hey, when are you coming down? When are yeah. you moving? When are you... Uh, I'm, I'm getting a second van. You <laughs> got to come work with me. And right. I, I'm, I'm not joking when I said he'd call me three times a day and and... Bug me about it, really, and try aggressively to aggressively bother me in a good way. Yeah, but he would aggressively bother me and say, "Matt, I need you to move down. Like, what's in, can you come down next month? Okay, what about the month after? Okay, what about three weeks from now?" <laughs> so I said, so finally I gave in, and you know, at first I thought eh, that'd be cool, but I can't just pack up and move to Nashville. Like, yeah. I, at first I thought it's a ridiculous idea. I can't, you know, I can't move. I don't know why, but just it, that change was so hard for me. Yeah, that From I, Iowa, right? Yeah, just just to pack up everything and move, you know. Yeah, to for my friend's startup business, like it sounded crazy at first, but Kevin was really persistent with me, and finally I said, "All right, 
let me come down for like a, a, a weekend. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I came, I think I was down for like four or five days. Yeah. And it's uh, a little longer a weekend. At the time, Kevin was on tour with Lady Antebellum. Okay. And I think I got down on like a Wednesday, maybe. And Kevin left to go on tour on Thursday. Okay. So Wednesday, I kind of shadowed Kevin, followed him around, uh, went to like his training sessions with him. And then he left the next day and threw me the keys to the van and said, you're going to cover my clients for the next three, four days. <laughs> so that's what happened. So I ended up taking over his clients for a couple of days while he was gone. Yeah. I flew back to Iowa. That's some trust right there. It that's is. crazy. Well, like I said, we've known each other for yeah. over 10 years now. So he, he had a lot of trust in me. Flew back to Iowa. I put in my two weeks with my, uh, my boss there. As you soon loved as I got it that back. much. I said, this is an awesome, like, the just the concept of it is so great. Yeah. Plus, Kevin had so much passion and so much, uh, you know, ambition for what he was doing. I, I just knew that there's no way we would uh, that we'd fail down yeah. here. Yeah. So, it was a new van, wasn't it? You were well, like, I he, get a new van. He told me he, yeah. he he told me at one point, I'm getting the second van today. If you don't move down here to drive it or to man it, yeah, to operate the second van, I'm going to hire somebody else. And that's when I said, All right, let's let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So, what do you ha- what do you think personally from your life that you have that to offer people? Like, where do you kind of meet people in terms of your story and their story? Like, I- any connections whatsoever? You're like, nah, I was pretty cool. I worked hard and like uh, played football. Like, you know, you get somebody that works for I don't know a typical client. I'm guessing like Williamson County or something's got got a little bit of cash on them. Works at a desk job. Um, decides, you know, it'd be cool if I didn't die in my 80s. Let's see if I can get to, like, mm-hmm. early 90s and gives you a call. Like, where do you connect with those people? How, how in the world do you, like, not not like on the phone or text, but, like, emotionally or, you know, story-wise? Sure. A lot of times I have to go back because it, I have been doing this for so long that sometimes it is hard to connect or sympathize or relate to people who are just starting out. But I... I remember what it was like being a freshman in high school and never touch, have never touched a weight before and going into a weight room and being like uh, intimidated, mm. not knowing how to do anything, not knowing really how to work hard, not knowing how to, uh, you know, uh, the techniques or the, even like how to load plates on a bar, things like that. Yeah. I, I still remember what that, what that feeling was like. And I had my older sister, Rebecca actually helped me quite a bit. Mm. She she was three years older than me, so she was a junior, I think, in high school when I was a freshman. So she would help me in the weight room, or if she wouldn't, she would like have some of her guy friends, like, "Hey, it's my little brother," mm-hmm. and just kind of you know the the pat on the back here. Let's show you, let me show you how to do this. Whether it was yeah. her or one of the older uh, guys, and so I kind of remember that feeling, and ha- so I try it. That's what I try and give people. Like I, I'm not here to lecture anybody i'm not here to uh scold anybody like i'm in your corner mm-hmm. i'm i want to be that like pat on your back that hand on your back like hey we're gonna figure this out together i'm gonna yeah. teach you the ropes i'm gonna show you how to do it and then we're gonna be off yeah um but yeah i i, I do think it is important to relate to those people because a lot of times people look at me and they'll say well pff, you don't know you don't know like this is all easy for you <laughs> You don't understand yeah. how I feel because look at you and look what you're doing and look how much weight you can do or, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, I've worked really hard for a long time to mm-hmm. be where I'm at. So I, I think back to, you know, when I first started out to, to kind of relate to those people that are just starting out now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And so how long have you been here in Nashville now? Three years. Three years. Three. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a big risk, huh? Like I got this startup thing. I bought a van. Either you get in or someone else does, and then you just like, oh, cool, whatever. It was, you know. And when we first started out, it it you know we didn't just take off right away. Kevin mm-hmm. had a pretty full schedule of training, uh, and then when I came, he kind of split his schedule. He gave me some of his clients. So oh wow! I w- I did not have a full plate. Mm-hmm. I was uh, you know, taking a couple people here and there, trying to pick up some people. It took me probably about a year before I really had a, a solid full schedule. So it, it, and then Kevin kind of built his back up. And then another year later, 
here we are. We just hired our third trainer. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of the same thing. We kind of divide out a little bit. Yeah. So we all thin out just a little bit, and then it gradually builds back up. So there was a risk moving here that sure. that Kevin took starting the business, and I took moving. But mm-hmm. um, one thing that he he says all that Kevin says all the time is, "Are you willing to bet on yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, would you put your money down on yourself uh, in any given goal or any given task?" And, yeah. And nine times out of ten, I'm hell yeah, let's go. You know, I, I don't like to bet on sports or I don't like to bet on things that I'm not in control of, but right. something that I am in control of, how hard am I going to work? How, you know, persistent am I going to be at being uh, successful mm-hmm. in whether it's strength training or personal training or business or whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. I'm generally willing to bet on myself. Sure. Well, and if you're on your own and you, you're the one that you're banking on, I mean, that. That exactly. rubs off into your clients. That rubs off into how people are confident in trusting you with their money and, oh, yeah. and with the, with their time, um, which you know nowadays is probably arguably more expensive than their money. So yeah. yeah so well, let's take a little break, and then I sure. want to hear all about the uh, the Klug vans yeah. down by the river. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by Nutrishop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Welcome back. We are here to talk about the vans that are taking over the fitness industry in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> That's the goal, yeah. One van at a time. That's your motto, right? It should be. Yeah. Klug. One van at a time. You've, you've been Klugged. You've <laughs> One van at a time. <laughs> That's so hot. <laughs> Catch a Klug. <laughs> That's good, too. I like that one. Get fit. Oh, man. Anyways, so, okay, so I'll explain what I think it is, and then mm-hmm. you tell me where I went wrong. Yep. <laughs> so, there, uh, I read this article once, so I know everything about it. Um, it's like making up something on, I saw it online. Abraham Lincoln said it, it's true. Anyways, so you have these vans that are fully outfitted with fitness equipment that is unloadable and loadable. You show up anywhere. You can personal train somebody's house. Um, still places at public parks, underneath bridges I've seen. Um, and you can just meet your clients where they are, or you can also, which I didn't know actually until I saw the video today, um, that there's actually group classes that you do group classes. Yep. In. I didn't even know about yep. that. Um, but it's basically you can fitness anywhere, right. um, which raises many questions like what happens when it rains and and what happens when it's 98 degrees but feels like 130, which is going to be t- next two days. Yep. Have fun with that. Right. Um, Thank you. So how, how did this all start? Why? I, I mean, I know how you got involved, but like, how in the world does someone just go, you know, it would make fitness better if we just stuck it in a van and traveled around? Well, I think everything's better in a van. Well. So I think that's uh, Can't speak to that line. personally. <laughs> well, I'll... Uh, I'm open to... This is probably more of uh, Kevin's story, so I'll, I'll give the, the well, abbreviated version, but... <laughs> Kevin was training. I don't he, know Kevin, so I can't have him on the podcast. So Kevin, Kevin Klug, yes, Klug Fitness. He's yeah. the owner of Klug Fitness, the creator, the. So know, what, what happened to his CEO. brother? Uh, he retired. Uh, technically, he hasn't retired, but he hasn't been playing. He played with Tennessee Titans up until last year. Last year was his first oh, year not playing. Okay, so now he's just he's a high school football coach. And uh, where's the high dad. school football coach here? God, I don't know. Is it around town? It's down south. Oh, okay. Um, it's not in Nashville? South. I can't think of the name of the school. Okay, cool. Near Down near Franklin, probably even... I didn't know if he just jumped on the on the fitness train there with the van. He's helped us. He's come along for a few uh, big yeah. group workouts where we have like a big... Like we do a workout with Lululemon or... I feel like he's the guy that you don't want to show up because he's probably super fit. No, nah, he's a big softy. Is he? I mean, he's awesome. And yeah, he is. he's a freak athlete. Yeah. But he's... Uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Because I, I would work out with uh, Colin Mooney. Um, yeah. You know, uh, for yeah. Trivium. 
And like there were a couple of times on like Saturdays where I would be on like his team or whatever, like yep. and we'd have a three person team or something. Worst decision of my life. <laughs> and um because he is such an animal. Mm-hmm. Like he's the sweetest, nicest guy. And then the clock counts down three, two, one, and all of a sudden you're like, What did I do to myself? Yep. Why am I here? Both the both the Klug brothers are kinda yeah. that way. You don't yeah. want to interrupt them in the middle of their workout. All right, all right. Yeah. So, okay, so he starts the this. How did how did it start? Sorry, so Kevin, I interrupted you. Yeah. So Kevin was on tour as Lady Antebellum's personal trainer, and what they would do, like all of them, or just the lady? He all of them. So the okay. the band, the crew. He'd he'd basically train whoever wanted to work out. Um, how does that? Okay, this may be more than you know, but how how does that how does that work out? Is he just follow along in a band, or like do they no, have he, the stuff there, like? They had the equipment under the bus. They, okay. they hauled it around just like it was a piece of, you know. No kidding. Uh, Is that normal? Band. It's becoming more and more popular. Huh. Uh, it's becoming a new norm. So they had all the equipment under the bus. Yeah. They, they, you know, they wake up in a new city and they're, they're parked in the venue. And usually they would work out outside near or around the venue, unload the equipment and just uh-huh. do a little parking lot workout or they'd go... You know, they run the steps of the the theater wherever they were at. Yeah. So whatever, kind of whatever cool location they had to work with, yeah. Kevin would design a workout there and do it that way. Um, and then I think when he got off the road, when he was done, they had all that equipment under the bus, and I think Kevin just kind of said, you know, why can't, why shouldn't I just do this mm-hmm. when I get back? And I think he did it out of his car for a little while, and then oh, ev- wow. and then eventually, Gosh. yeah, it was an old uh, like Oldsmobile. Yeah, so he he was uh, scraping his bumper on, in the on the street, having mm-hmm. a bunch of dumbbells back there. But eventually, got the van, um, got some bigger and better equipment, uh, threw it in there, and then got the vans wrapped with the Klug Fitness logo and all yeah. that. And that, that was kind Which of the start billboards. of Klug Fitness. They yeah. are, they are. I see you all the time, good, but you don't know my car, so it I might, help, but. Sometimes I'm like, anyways, <laughs> and then sometimes it's not you, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, awkward. Um. So, anyways, so that's uh, yeah, that, that that makes sense and how it starts, and then mm-hmm. and then so he picked up his clientele around Nashville. Yep. Um. He has that great moniker of you know trained Lady Annabellum. Yep. You know, which is which is super helpful um, for credibility, especially around these places. Um. And then you you moved down. So how do how does the vans like are they are they literally just a cargo van with stuff piled in it, or is it like is there a packing system like, like what system. does it look like in there? If I opened it and showed you, it might look like it, it's just all thrown in there, but it's actually pretty. Uh, it, there's a system to it. Yeah, squat rack. Uh, we've got three bars in each van. We've got dumbbells up to sixty five. I think uh, okay. about. 400 pounds of plates, um, uh-huh. battle ropes, medicine balls, you know, all kinds of bands, all kinds of uh, smaller things like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, just, just your basic. We don't have a leg extension machine in there. We don't have okay. uh, a thigh master. You know, we have... Thigh master would not take up much room at all. It, it wouldn't. You could I could totally do it while I was driving. You could. It's a good idea. Awesome. Um, but just your basic, you know, your basic strength training equipment, things okay. that are proven to work, things that we can get a lot of use out of. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't... We don't like equipment that only has one use. Yeah. We like barbells that you can do hundreds of lifts on, dumbbells, ropes, uh, we, sled, sled mm. that you can push, pull, all that stuff. So yeah. we keep it simple with what's in there. Um, but yeah, we pack quite a bit in there, unload it, and then do our workout wherever we are. So do you unload, like a typical day, do you have to unload the van every time you stop? Yes. Like completely? No. Luckily, no, because there is so much in there that that would be that'd be a pain. But okay. generally, if I'm coming to your house, you know, I'll pull up either in your driveway or even on the street. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have a big driveway, you can do it on the street. We pull out stuff as we need it. Okay, um, and then we can go on the sidewalk. So there's not like a big unload and a big pack up every time. You're you're kind of going in and it out. It just the whole depends. Time. It depends. There are some people who barely use any weight that maybe okay, are sure. more body weight training, more cardio, yeah. um, jump rope, things like that. And then some people, I've got clients that are deadlifting over 400 pounds, squatting 300. What do you do so with that? You didn't said you didn't have but 400 pounds on the... We had a band. Oh. So we, we, I've, I've loaded up the bar as heavy as it'll go. And then you add, if you can keep going, we'll add a band, make it a banded deadlift. Yeah. So there's always ways to kind of manipulate things oh, when, you, when you're limited yeah. on equipment. But uh, yeah, we make it work. Jeez. 
It's intense. It can be. So are you just like exhausted at the end of the day? Just yeah. from loading and unloading your van? Yes. Like that sounds exhausting. It is. Especially when it's 95 degrees out. Yeah. Um, we, well, try, we try and I stay out the I recently unpacked a gym uh, and like I was dead two days oh, yeah. afterwards. It's like moving. Uh, it was like, terrible. Imagine last time you when you moved in here, you helped a friend move and you're carrying boxes back and forth. That's kind of what it kind of what it feels like nah, all day. I paid some dude to do it. <laughs> That's what I need. I was like, I'm not ever doing this again. Like, especially in our old house, like we lived there for like 10 years and it was in in Spring Hill. And when I opened the attic and noticed, oh, that's where I've been storing things for like 10 years. I just keep adding stuff to it. I was like, nah, somebody's moving us. And we packed it. That was about it. That's smart. It it does make it hard when it's this hot and, you know, a busy day for me might be eight sessions. Oh, Um, so packing eight um, sessions. How do you fit eight sessions in a day? If I can get them back to back, so I'll have, we have a couple permits at um, city parks. Yeah. So if I can get people to come to the park, oh, and then I can do okay. them back to back. So yeah. I can do a six yeah, o'clock, yeah. six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. That's four sessions that I can fit into yeah. one unload and one load. Say drive time. That would make it. Impossible. But there are days where I'll have six sessions where I'm driving to every house oh wow and it, a six session day like that will you know be a eight to ten hour day. yeah uh and that can be pretty pretty draining so what's your what's your client base like per week like do you have i don't know how it works do you if you if it's paid personal training or if it's like a like a membership where you have so many sessions a month or like how how does how does that work and like so like what is your general what does a full client base look like for you in terms of like people numbers? We, so we have group training and personal training. Most of what we do is personal training. Right. Uh, individual going to your house. That's kind of our, it's our thing. That's, yeah. what, that's what makes us appealing to a lot of people is you don't have to go to the gym. We'll come to your house. We also offer group training. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll all have anywhere from three to ten people show up and we'll okay. do a group workout. Um, but yeah, anywhere between three to eight sessions a day is pretty, uh, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a... Like a maximum client base, where like if you if you all of a sudden have what's what's eight times forty clients um, that you need to see per week, you go okay, I'm done. Like that's as many as I can get to. Or my thing is, I need to have time to work out myself. What? Come so on. if I can, you're get, unloading and loading a van all day. Come if on. I can get eight sessions in a day. And I still have an hour to two hours to go to the gym or work out outside or whatever. Yeah. Get my own workout in. We're good to go. You go to the gym? So I dabble. I dabble. Really? Why? Why wouldn't you just work out of your your van? Why don't you work out at your church? Oh, I do. I work. Do out you in really? My uh, <laughs> yeah. Just when I'm you and know, I work out in my box that I own. I mean, come on. I. Uh, that's right. I forgot to ask you about that. <laughs> but. I, no, I do work out outside yeah. sometimes. What gym Not, do you go to? Do you, what, I go, what membership I, did you choose? I don't know if I can uh, give them a, a shout oh. out. They don't sponsor. They don't sponsor me. Yeah, yet, they, so. you can tell me. That. No, I go. I go to Quantum up in the Gulch. Um, oh but, yeah, yeah. But it's just that, nice to just change names. It keeps changing they, names. Yeah, it, it was World Gym, but it's just nice to get out of the sun, not have to unload the van again. So I like to get into a gym and get yeah. a quick workout in, then get back outside. So you never like go. Oh, I got an I got an extra hour in between clients. All my junk's out anyways. Let's go ahead no, and I will. pull something out. There okay. are days where I don't have time to pack up, drive to the gym, work out, leave. If I have you know an, uh, 30 minutes between clients, yeah. I'll, I'll stay outside. Huh. I'll do something yeah. quick with my equipment. Um, or I'll work out with a client every once in a while. If I have a client that uh, is comfortable with me working out with them, gotcha. then I'll just do it with them. Yeah. So on, on busy days, that, that sometimes is when i got to get it in. But that, I would that's my, that. that's yeah. always my yeah. priority is like my I need to get my workout in uh, unless it's a off day or rest day. But if, if it's yeah. a training day for me, I won't schedule more than six, seven people because I know that I need to get my session in. So, oh, OK. And I, I, I tell that to my clients, too. Like this should be a priority. Mm-hmm. Your workout. It, that's your hour each day or or however many days a week. Yeah, that 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 should be the top priority. Put your phone away. Put your work stress away. Put your. You know your family stress away. Let's focus on what we're doing right now for an yeah, hour. So yeah. I can't tell that to people and not do it by my or not live by it by myself. Yeah, so be, yeah. I don't think my clients feel bad when I say, "No, nah, I can't take you at noon." That's my that's my workout time. Yeah, I think they actually, you know, 
appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So what are you, like, I know you're doing um, strongman stuff. You mm-hmm. just had a strongman workout this morning um, yep. with some people. There's a group that meets on Sunday mornings. Yep. Um, I guess Blake, is Blake still leading that? Or is that kind of a... Yeah, Blake, okay. Blake's kind of the, the grandfather of our little, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, he's definitely Leprechaun? the, uh, the, he's the leader of our little, uh, music city strongman <laughs> group. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny. He called me would have been a year and a half ago now, mm-hmm. uh, like last January. Okay. And he, not this past January, but last January, yeah. he called me, he called me on a Friday and I was at home because I was home for Christmas. Mm. And he called me on Friday. He said, what are you doing next Saturday? So eight days from the day he called me. And I said, nothing. It's like, you want to do a strongman competition with me? <laughs> and I said, a what? Yeah. And he said, we have three people in our weight class. We need four to make it a national qualifier. Oh. So he said, what's your weight at? Okay, you're perfect. I was right in the weight class. He said, just enter, you know, I'll, I'll help you. I'll show you how to do everything um, and just come do the strongman competition because he, they were trying to get it to be a national qualifier so sure. they could go to nationals with whoever won and I think whoever took second. Okay. Um, so I said, sure. I went and worked out with Blake like once or twice that mm-hmm. week and he just kind of showed me, here's what we have to do. Um, and then f- went to the competition, did, did pretty well and kind of fell in love Got with it. fourth. And, I think I got second. I'm just joking. I'm just I got second. Yeah. yeah. But uh we don't have to worry from, about how many people were playing, but and then from and then from there, I uh I brought it up to my client Danny, who you know very well. Mm. And I said, This thing that I did, you would be perfect for. You're yeah. athletic, you're super strong, and if you, you know, dedicate some time and some effort into it, you're gonna you could kill it. Yeah. And she did. So sure she did enough. kind of the same thing I did where she signed up for a competition about two weeks out, had mm-hmm. very little practice, very little time to really train for it. And she went and just crushed it. Yeah. And now, and that, you know, it's been a year and a half since then. And, you know, our group has grown from me and Blake to me, Blake, Danny, and it's kind of just expanded and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And our, the gym that we use keeps getting bigger and bigger. And that's cool. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, uh, that's when I like train for events about two weeks out. Yeah. Usually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm very successful at it. I'm not. Yeah, you at all. did well. You did well at the, um, the last one. I actually felt like competent at the last one, and I didn't do well in terms of everybody else. But in like terms of me, actually, like completing each event was far better than I did the the thing before. Yeah, you know, because um, I, you know, which which was a huge deal for me. But it was there were some big dudes at that one. Oh yeah, I mean like it real. it's it's rare when I feel small in a room, mm-hmm. and I felt very small. You held your own in you that did, room. You did well, big dudes, <laughs> big dudes. Um, all right, so are you, are you doing anything else? Like what? You just focus on strongman mainly. Get, get right now, yeah. yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't train strongman every day. I train strongman once or twice a week. Okay. Uh, the majority of my training is basic deadlift, overhead press, squatting. Mm-hmm. Um, your basic strength training stuff. Yeah. I don't actually do the log, the stone, all that stuff, other than our Saturday and Sunday mm. workout. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of my philosophy is just train like an athlete, train for strength, yeah. and then we're just practicing our events when we actually go to the strongman and do the, uh, you know, work with the implements. Mm-hmm. But 90% of the time, I think people should be training basic barbell strength training. Yeah, At least that's what's worked for me and worked for Danny as well, and yeah, I think it's kind of what you do it with CrossFit and yeah, yeah. It's I mean I enjoy it. I, I think it's fun. I, I I think strongman is is super super fun. I mean for for one the the, the environment is to me um, very similar to CrossFit. Like you have people that are very encouraging around you yeah. and want to help you be better and and you know it's just, it's just a very good environment to be in. But also um, I, I've learned more about my body and what I can do in strongman than CrossFit because I've learned about limits that I can push through Yeah, a little bit more like lifting. I hit, I hit walls in CrossFit a lot because I would get out of position or, um, something just didn't feel right. So I would just stop, you know, like deadlift, especially like which shot up like a hundred pounds once I started doing, um, you know, strongman stuff. Right. Um, because 
I was afraid because I would get out a little bit of position. I was like, it's not worth, you know, whatever pain I'm going to feel from that. Right. And, and it turns out, like, I can push through that sometimes, and it's okay. Like, I wouldn't do that every day, but there are times where I can push through that, and I'm not going to hurt myself. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that's, ju- that's just a warning that my body's giving me. It's not that it's going to break. Mm-hmm. So um, there's stuff like that, like mentally, that, that it's helped me um, get through, um, which has been really good for me. But I feel like I've been lifting barbells my whole life. And ever since I was, you know, freshman in high school, and when I first did Strongman with Blake, I thought like this is why I've been squatting and deadlifting because, you know, it's great to have a great squat and a great bench, and yeah. but like, what's it good for? When you pick up a stone or a log mm. or you, uh, you know, a heavy sandbag and you run across the room and it doesn't, it's not hard. It's heavy, but like you're able to do it. Yeah, I just felt like this is why I've been strength training my whole life, so mm. I can pick up these weird objects, these like real world objects and yeah. not just, uh, you know, a, a, a bar that's specifically made for lifting weight. This, right. These are uh, odd, weird things that are in real, real world, mm-hmm. not just a weight mm-hmm. room. So that, that's what I really like. Yeah. About it, it translates over to yes. the real world. Totally. Yeah. Like for instance, last Saturday, um, I, I'm doing a strongman class at, at, at my gym on Saturday mornings and it's, and it's not a typical strongman, but it's, um, kind of a, it's more of like a little bit of strong fit vibe and what Jillian Pinot does and stuff like that incorporated into, uh, into a strongman kind of setting. But, um, and so I got done doing that. We had a community workout at the gym and then my sister needed something done. And so I went over to her house and like ended up moving a golf cart, which are ridiculously heavy. The battery ones are never knew oh, that. Yeah. Yep. But I was like, this is absurd. And so I ended up taking all the batteries out just so I could move the thing. Yep. And then I show up at my father's house and uh, he's like, I said, what, hey, I heard you need me to come by and do something today. And he kind of looked at me funny and he was like, I don't remember what it is. And so I started driving away and he called me and said, I remember what it is. Come back. And so I come back and there's this dead tree limb that's stuck in the tree in my front yard of the parent, my parents' house that I used to climb as a kid. And I was like, that I used to spend hours in the top of that tree just hanging out. Just, you know, like it was, it was like my room, away from my room. And then uh, there's this dead, and, and I couldn't pull it down. Like we lassoed it and tried to, and it wasn't going anywhere. And so I, he was like, well, I don't know. I, I don't know how we're going to get that thing down. I was like, I guess I'm going to have to go up there. <laughs> Did and you so, say it just like that? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm going to have to. I mean, like, I, I'm 40. I should not be climbing trees anymore in my life, in my opinion. Like, I'm just, you know. Why not, though? Because I'm at the point in my life I'd rather just pay somebody to do it. You know? I mean, <laughs> let's like just be honest, okay? Um, and so I was like, Ugh. And so as I'm climbing the tree, I was like, this is why I CrossFit. Like, th- yeah. Like, th- this whole thing, like, I can still yep. climb that stupid tree. Yep. Hashtag still got it. And, like, got all the way up there, you know, like, put the rope around it and then ended up tying it to my Jeep and yanking it out of the tree. But... Um, but I was like, that makes me feel good. Like there, there's a purpose to all yeah. of this other than like, you know, max, maxing out your lifts right. or, you know, getting number one on the whiteboard. Like this translate directly into, holy cow, I'm 40 years old. I'm in the top of this tree that I hadn't climbed since I was a middle schooler or something, um, to still get to the top of it, get a tree limb down and climb back down without dying. And if you would have fallen... You would have been a lot better shape than someone <laughs> who does not CrossFit or strongman or work out. You know, it's a safety thing too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I've heard the the term. Oh, I work out, so I'm harder to kill, or you know, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But it's true. If you you know, as you get older, if you fall, car accident, fall mm-hmm. out of a tree, whatever it might be, you might get hurt, but you're going to recover so much faster because you are fit because you mm-hmm. do. Uh, strength train and do your cardio and well and your joints have these supports called muscles and tendons that you've developed right and strengthened along the way that are that are going to be much better for any kind of abuse you throw at it yep or if you ever have to have any kind of surgery you know you're gonna you're gonna recover so much faster uh so you know you know it's it's fun to lift heavy and do all this stuff but it's also a a a long ball thing too it's we're playing the long game where down the road we're going to be in a lot better shape uh not just physically but our, our health and mm. recovery and all that too so yeah i hope so you know luckily uh at this point i've had zero health concerns so hopefully we'll keep on keep on that train right knocking on the wooden table gotcha all right what else what else is the future the future of 
You. Me? Yeah. Anything? What are you going to work on next, this coming year? What are um, your goals? So my goal is to compete. Say them out loud. In my, the world. My goal is to compete at the Arnold. Yes? For, yeah. For 2020? I Yes. Is that, yeah. Well, I forget when. Yeah, it would be 2020 because yeah. I think it's in like February. I forget when it is. But um, last year at Nationals, I was two spots out from qual- for qualifying for Nationals. So it, it was the uh-huh. top 10. At Nationals, it's the top 10%. And I had like 55 guys. Okay. That, that were in my weight class. So I think it came out to being uh, top 11 spots went to the Arnold. Okay. I placed 13th. <sighs> so I was two spots away. Right. Which would have been, you know, one rep, maybe two reps more yeah. on, on, on any given event. A few seconds um, on a couple right. events, something like that. So uh, I was really close. Yeah. Uh, so that's been my goal. I didn't, and I didn't even know until I got to Nationals that that was a possibility yeah. of going to the Arnold. And then they were talking about it. And I was like, I had no idea. Like No one told me. That's cool. So then I said, that's my goal. I want to go to the Arnold and compete. I actually got an email a couple months after national saying from Arnold? we had from Arnold himself oh, yes. uh, saying that someone had dropped out and I was like first alternate or second alternate because I was like, two <gasps> spots away. I didn't do it. I, yeah. did, I turned it down because I had set that goal that I want to earn my spot at the Arnold, oh. not just go on a, cause someone dropped out. So that so you're saying you didn't earn 13th spot. I earned 13th, but it wasn't top 10%. So that's my goal this so year pride. at Nationals. We're going to work on pride as well. Yeah, and I, I can might help you with that. I, I, I might re- if I never go. <laughs> if I never go, I'm going to regret that move. But I, uh, I'm pretty confident. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. not the. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little bit of yeah, a little bit of something there. But anyway, we can talk about that later. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, why why wouldn't that be obtainable? It's awesome. Yeah. So that's my goal. I, I believe in you. Um, that's what I want to do. If not this year, next year. If not next year, the year after, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but that's really, I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. How cool would that be? Yeah. Can do you get to bring like hype teams with you if you go uh, to the I Arnold? Hope so what are you, are you what are you doing for? I don't know. Can I be your cut man? Yes. I don't know what I'm going to supposed to cut or how to cut, but I I mean I could watch Rocky a few yeah, more times. I'll just I'm say sure cut me if I say cut me. That's what. Yeah, that's when you come in. I love it. Yeah. Or I could be your just ammonia guy. Ooh, I do need one of those. God, that'd be awesome. I got your slap stuff. in the face. I, I oh, could use one of those ones. Yeah, time too. I would love that. Yeah, that sounds like great. I'm your man for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm all hype. That's about it. <laughs> That's what I need. That's all I am. That's what That's I need. I yeah. I can talk a good game sometimes. That's about it. Well, all right, man. I I can't wait to see. And uh, I guess maybe I'll compete with you some. I mean, we're in different weight classes, so you know, I'm no competition warrior for you. But, uh, you know... <laughs> I don't know about that. I've seen you. I've seen you lift some uh, heavy stuff. And I, I one. I would love. I need to do something serious in my life, really, over the next year. But um, I would love to feel like I belong in that environment. Like that would feel. That would be the next step for me. Grow your beard out. You know. Well, I don't know. It gets off. I did that just, once. I should show you, you a picture. Just grow it out longer. Yeah. Whatever you had it that you're going to show me the picture. Double. Should, should I just start it. wearing a kilt too at every one of them? Mm-hmm. I yes. have one of those. Oh, yeah, I, I want to do a. I did some island games I, with a friend. That's what I want to do. It's and a whole lot of technique. I don't. I just want to show up and wear a kilt and have fun. I yeah, don't I, mean, I don't want do to. Like I don't want to practice. I just want to do it. Yeah, you just want to. It's right now. Just yeah, just let me know. I'll show up. We can drink beer and sit in kilts. I don't care. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. So I. So my buddy does Highland Games stuff. Yeah. And at his, um, he every year he has a Highland Games party, um, and does a competition at his house. Whoever wants to show up and play, I mean, that's what I went and got Cooper for. When I, and I saw your van, I dropped him off. And so it's, it is not like strongman right. in terms of like, pick this up, put it here or pick this up and move it over here or pick this up as many times as you can kind of deal. Like it, it is a technique thing, like throwing the, the whatever over the height with the pitchfork, like all that stuff. Like it, it is. It, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to do it in a kilt. So that's a whole nother. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind that too aspect. Much. I mean, I was ready to rock that. I was born for that look right there. Um, but anyways, all right. Well, I appreciate you being <laughs> on, on that note. Yeah, on that note, I wear it authentically. No, I didn't. I was asked that though um, before I left the house, just to make nice. sure nice. you're not wearing that traditionally, are you? No, I'm not. Good. I don't know of a better way to end a podcast this is than the best way. Viewers thinking about if you stood up and had a kilt, kilt on, that would probably be the best way to end it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs>
It's upstairs. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you being on. Thank and, you for having uh, me. We'll talk to you next time. Be sure to honk at anybody you see driving a Klug van around Nashville. Please do. All right. We'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by the Emom Box, subscription boxes built for people who wad. Get an original box every month on the month filled with fresh gear, wad accessories, healthy snacks, and more, all delivered right to your door. Boxes are curated by fellow fitness fanatics to give you the highest quality gear. The Emom Box does the hard work for you guys. You enjoy the savings. 40 plus percent off with the free shipping anywhere in the u.s of a the imam box is the best way to add to your gym game use code voodoo in all caps to save 20 percent off your first box order that's v-o-o-d-o-o voodoo in all caps at the Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.